you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are live here in New York City. It's Wednesday, September 7th. My name is Jamie Erdahl alongside Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and a Super Bowl champion, Jason McCourty. Mm-hmm. But what's your biggest beef heading into week one? It's got a it's question du jour. What's mm-hmm. your beef? You know what? When the Rams beat the Saints in the NFC Championship game a few years ago, everyone forgot the Rams. Everyone just remembered the pass interference non-call. Ruby Coleman. And no one forgets, uh, you know, in the hindsight, it's like, yeah, but that the Rams didn't have the ball in overtime first and that the Rams came back from 13 points down and that they were, it's always about the pass interference. I think the revisionist history always bothered the Rams. Mm. I wonder if the revisionist history of last year's divisional round is bothering the Chiefs quite a bit. Go ahead. The Bills were not robbed of anything. With 13 seconds left, the Bills, with the number one defense in the league, was unable to stop Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. The Bills with a defensive head coach in Sean McDermott. The Bills with Leslie Frazier, defensive legend, as a defensive coordinator. The Bills with all of their talent on defense and those mighty corners and those amazing safeties let Patrick Mahomes come right down the field in 13 seconds and send the game to overtime. My beef, now that we're a day away from the NFL season, is that that game is looked back upon as some amazing historic error in history Mm -hmm. because the Bills didn't get a chance in overtime to match Patrick Mahomes. No, the Bills were up 13, the Bills were up three points with 13 seconds left to go. And guess what? Defense matters. You could have squibbed the kick. You could have stopped Tyreek Hill. You could have made one play. My beef is how we look back at history. My beef, I could have went so many ways. I have a lot of beef. I mean, Todd Bowles told us uh, what he's listening to, the station, but he didn't tell us what his favorite songs were. So that could have possibly been my beef. <laughs> oh, I like Last that. week, my appendix decided it didn't want to be in my body anymore. <laughs> I had beef with me you. Me and that. Like, <laughs> we could have had beef there. But for me, the New England Patriots this week traveled down to Miami yesterday. My beef is with Bill Belichick. (laughs) Why, when I was with the New England Patriots, why couldn't we spend a week in sunny (laughs) South Florida? We played him in December a bunch of times. It's 20 degrees, feels like negative sometimes out there in New England. I wanted to travel to Miami, to South Beach, to play the Dolphins. Got a chance to spend last year out there in my career. The amount of restaurants, the beach, yeah. the scene, been you. everything, that could have been me. So as I look back and I'm looking at this week, I'm like, hey, what's, what is my beef about? All the news cycle, the thing that stuck out to me most, talked to my brother this week, he was just like, yeah, Tuesday, we're heading down to Miami. It was like, man, we're gonna be practicing, it's gonna be so hot out there. I was like, yeah. She's going to be in Miami. Aww. It's probably going to be raining in Foxborough. It's going to be gray and the sunny skies. He can go spend a day at the beach, but 
in my days, those three years in New England, I'm looking back and I'm just pissed off I didn't get to spend that week. Maybe it was South you. Florida, so. Maybe Belichick was trying to keep you from Maybe he knew if I, if I hit those South Florida streets, I wouldn't have been yeah. ready for the game. Right. So, no, nah, my, my wife wouldn't allow it yeah. to happen. Yeah. No. Speaking of love, all children should be loved. I, I believe that. <laughs> and um, we, I feel like we have 32 children here on the show. And, you know, like real children, sometimes there's the mama's boy, sometimes there's the one needs a little extra tough love, sometimes you butt heads with them. But the 32 teams are, are 32 children. And some of them went unloved. In all the predictions this week, all the predictions that are going on right now, I have developed a collection of teams that are getting no love. <laughs> and that doesn't mean just us. This is my informal searching around the internet and every. And you might tell me some FM radio show down in Clearwater, Florida. No, they love the Lions. Okay, well, I haven't heard that one. That's... <laughs> Bears, Lions, Texans, Giants, Falcons. I see no one, let, never mind winning the division. I see no one saying that these guys are going to scrap and claw with a wild card. Now look at what we got going on here. In the Bears, you got a ton of unknown with a brand new head coach. In the Lions, we just got an infomercial about what they got going on. Seems like a lot of positive things. Nobody cares. <laughs> Texans, new head coach, tons of chains. Giants, new head coach, healthy Saquon, Falcons, new quarter, so much change, and then no one's scratching it at all. And listen, I didn't pick any of those teams, but I, I, I can't pick every team. I had the Panthers yeah. winning the NFC South. I did my job, and it really bothers me again. It always comes <laughs> back go. to this. Last year, the Cincinnati Bengals were in the Super Bowl, and I guarantee they would have been on that list, too, the Nobody Loves This list. Nobody was picking the Bengals to do squat last year. One of those teams, likely, the way the NFL goes, the last to first thing, the oh, my God, this team, one of those teams is likely going to be like, oh, my God, we made the walk, and nobody's picking them. So I would just say to those six teams, it's on a T for you. T it up and hit the crap out of it off the first tee. All you coach, all you quarters, because no one thinks you're going to do squat this year. Dan Campbell, Lovey Smith, Matt Eberflus, uh, up and down the list. Robert Sala, mm -hmm. all of you guys who are these great dudes who put all the work, squat. Nobody loves this list, and I hope those teams all be our big winners this Prove year. Prove us awesome. wrong. Prove us wrong. They love the Cincinnati Prove us wrong. I would love Prove one of those teams. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're in the playoffs. So, um, my daughter, Brooke, was here the other day, and she didn't, you know, take the train in herself. My husband um, brought her in, and he was off to the side. He doesn't like to be on television, but it doesn't mean I can't talk about it on television. <laughs> you guys, I have an admission last night. My beef is the fact that it's with myself. I married three fantasy team league guy. Oh. <laughs> what does that mean? And guess what? Guess what the worst beef of it all mm. is? All drafts are tonight. Uh. They all are tonight. All three, three, all fantasy three drafts tonight. He has three fantasy drafts Same tonight. Is he a Wall Street trader with different you know, screens? And you know what? Up? This is how this went down. I'm laying in bed last night. I'm like, oh, I got to figure out something. What's my beef with the NFL right now? He goes, you know what my beef is? I have three drafts tomorrow night at there the same was. time. And I sat up and I was like, you are the problem. You are what we have been talking about on the show all week long. And here's, here's the third worst part of it. He wins all of them. Yeah. He's got these obnoxious little trophies everywhere in his office, and they're all in his Zoom background. He's got this cowboy hat, and then he's got to ship them. I got to ship this trophy to his brother from last year. Like, he's that guy. I Seems married. like a nice guy when we yeah. met him. I know. Kind of we'll, have a second, so we'll have a second thought. His family, my family, it's cute. And then his buddies from Michigan. I just like, oh, my God, three families. I mean, he has three drafts tonight. That and tonight all at the same time. The 2022 season kicks off tomorrow, and we could not be more excited. It is time to reveal some of our biggest predictions for this season with Prediction Week. We are rolling through it. We are committing to things left and right. So far, we've broken down our picks for offensive and defensive rookies of the year, the teams we think are headed to the playoffs, and our MVP. We're going to keep our predictions coming out with our picks for Defensive Player of the Year. Peter, you've been on a roll. Yeah. You are 
Right. Do you want to hit? Do you want to bat lead off every time? You want to? Okay, I like great. Batting lead off. Great. I feel like mm. it starts us off because usually I go way outside the box, mm -hmm. or I'm trying yeah. to make a statement. I'm trying to give you yeah. the reader and the viewer something to really hang on to. This Peter, one. What lead off hitter will you be channeling? Uh, Vince Coleman. Vince Coleman. Okay. He can fly. Vince Coleman can run. Let's I'm go. Run to the table with this one because <laughs> I don't have a dramatic answer. I don't have an interesting one. I just have the right one. Aaron Donald, your defensive player of the year. I'm so sorry, viewers, if you're looking for some crazy pick, and this is going to be a, a, a third, a nickel corner on the. Lions who's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. It's not. <laughs> Kyle, we often talk about this. That, you know, Charles Barkley won the MVP in 93, and Malone won it another year. And, Robinson. And, and, and Robinson won it one year. But, like, it probably could have been Jordan every, every year. Every year. Aaron Donald could be the Defensive Player of the Year every year. And I think he came back for a reason. He's not done yet. He wants another bite at the apple. He got this new contract. Like, I know people are really <laughs> upset that, like, what happened with the helmet and the Bengals at the joint practice, and I was upset too. It seems like that was really beneath him, and that's not something you should ever be doing. It was uncouth, and it was, quite frankly, dangerous and dumb. But that's Aaron Donald's kind of like level where he plays at. He clicks the switch, and he goes after it. I think he's going to do it this way. Aaron Donald, not much build-up, guys, just the obvious answer. That was a nice single, though. You got yeah, on base, sure. and ripped ripped on base. Yep. Vince Coleman. Yep. There's another guy who looks great without his shirt as well, Miles Garrett. Oh, oh. Yeah, oh. And this guy's doing windmill dunks. He's doing all type of athletic things. But Miles Garrett is prime. Career year last year at 16 and a half sacks, and it's just his time. We've seen him dominate, see him throw grown men off of him and make some incredible sacks. And I feel like he hasn't gotten to talk because there's so much going on in Cleveland. The guy defeats a triple team here to get a sack <laughs> on insane. Lamar Jackson. <laughs> this year, it will be Miles Garrett because he's going to take the next step in his career. Miles Garrett is going to be your defensive player of Still the year. Still hasn't won it. That's a and great I'm pick. I'm excited yeah. to see We've it. We've been hasn't waiting for this one. It. Yes, we have been. It's time. This is the year. All right, so uh, you you got the established star, the one who everyone's, let's go, let's go. I'm going to pick someone who, who's going to have the big-time breakout season. My guy, kind of just hanging out there, mm -hmm. right? In the, in the NFL Top 100, he's around in the 50s somewhere. Okay. His sack numbers each of the last few years, fine. Nothing crazy, not 16, 17, but right there. And he's on a super glamorous team. He's going to have a lot of eyeballs, and he has a mm. lot of weapons around him. I predict that the NFL Defensive Player of the Year is going to go down Fury Road, and I'm going with Mad Max Crosby. Okay. Up yes! I like that. Raiders. Let's go! I think we are like going that. to have a breakout year for this guy. I think the sack numbers will be there. I think the scoop and score type highlights that you need to win Defensive Player of the Year. And I think the eyeballs. You know, Peter, Aaron Donald's going to play tomorrow night. He could win the thing tomorrow night. Yeah. If he has four sacks in that game, you, you, I don't know if you can run him down. Max Crosby is now in one of the most high-profile teams in the entire league with the new coach and the new weapons. And we've always loved him for the last few years. I think this is the year he becomes a household name. I, I really do. Him and Chandler Jones, like, he can't block them all. And I think Crosby is going to just absolutely wreck shop. Love Max Crosby. Two X's in Max. That's how extreme he is. I think by the end of this season, there's going to be about 15 sacks in defensive Mad player Max. of the year. We, you guys, we were on an incredible clip to have all these picks, and we are not overlapping whatsoever. And I think the most stress I ever just got was the way you started off on that description <laughs> because it felt very okay. eerily similar to my guy on a very glamorous team. His sack numbers have been increasing every season, but Mad Max doesn't have a brother that plays in the NFL, right? Because I'm going to go with one, Nick Bosa as your defensive player. Player of the year, two years ago, week two, we were absolutely gut-wrenched, heartbroken for Nick Bosa when he tears his ACL. He had a grueling path back to the NFL. 2021, unreal numbers. He finishes fourth in sacks in the NFL with 15 and a half. Second in sack yards at 122. Tied in the league top 
for tackles for loss with one T.J. Watt. Mm -hmm. They both had 21. The numbers, they are growing, they are increasing. And if I have to really base my logic on anything, it's what George Kittle told Richard Sherman on his podcast earlier this week. He's just a mass of humanity. His quads are the size of my core. And that is someone that I can write home about for being defensive <laughs> oh, yeah. player of the year in Nick Bosa. Nick there Bosa, tasty week one, two, Justin Fields. You know, like a, they, we know what they went through last year. Peter, how do you see the field here? Though, the I love that we picked four different people. And the defending champion, TJ Watt, is not even on the list. And we could have gone with any of them. Nick Bosa, pound for pound, might be the best pass rusher in football. That's pretty good, Jamie. Thank you. Thank you. More predictions. I know. I know. It was fun. That was a fun pick. More yeah, predictions are headed our way this morning. Um, but with our picks for the season MVP, the beast? you're going to see it on a little later in the show. We have a guest coming up, though. Let's go. Marsh. Here we go. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good morning, football! Floats it down the right side to the end zone. Over the shoulder. Brandon Marshall bringing up another touchdown. Steps up in the pocket. Lobs it left side. Brandon Marshall. Back in the end zone. Marshall's there. Yes, he did. Denver touchdown. Got a man back there. Caught in the end zone. Touchdown. It is caught. Touchdown. Brandon Marshall. Got a wide open Marshall. He makes the catch. Touchdown. Touchdown. Jay winds up. Looking to the end zone. Throws it behind Marshall. Brandon Marshall adjusting to that throw. And a beautiful catch. Our next guest, I have no idea how he's even found the time to come in here. So many businesses, so many things going on, but he played 13 seasons in the NFL, eight of those seasons with over 1,000 yards receiving, holds the NFL record for most receptions in a game. Please welcome former NFL wide receiver, now businessman, Brandon Let's go. Marshall. Yeah. 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 Welcome. A lot of energy in here. The I Am Athlete podcast. Right. I know you started it during the pandemic. LaShawn McCoy's on that thing with you now. Adam Pacman Jones. Right, right. You guys have a ton of fun. You talk about everything. Football, culture, all of it. Right. Did you envision this in the beginning in the beginning or did it kind of just take off? Listen, I thought that I thought that we had a chance to do something cool because you rarely see NFL guys like cursing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or just being them real selves because there's big brands, it's a $16 billion business. So mm -hmm. I thought we had a chance to do that, but I never thought that it would be this impactful, this influential. So um, yes and no. For years, and you make that point, it was like the networks control it, the studios right. control it. You, you work for an employer. This podcast is you guys. Yes, right. Um, why do you think your guests seem so comfortable? And has there been one guest? And I personally, I watch all of them. I thought the Jamarcus Russell one was fascinating. Right, right. Has there been one guest that you feel you got the most out of that maybe shows like ours and others on ESPN aren't necessarily getting the most out of those guests? Yeah, I think it first starts with uh, vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, myself opening up and talking about mental health, Ocho Cinco being on the show, talking about, I mean, literally his mother passed a week before 
And he was sitting there right before we went on. I asked him, I said, do you want to talk about it? And he said, he said, yes. And we had this moment, he started crying. We prayed together. Um, we had moments talking about our, our wives, our children. So the vulnerability, I truly believe, curates a space where guys just drop their, you know, just lay down their guard, drop their guard. So it starts there. I, I think Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick coming on, he hasn't sat down with anyone in that capacity in five years. Mm. So I think that was a big one. I wish we could have rolled more of it. Like we saw a different side of him, Kyrie Irving. Um, that was a big one. So um, a lot of guys that came on that, you know, they're really comfortable talking to us. It has a lot to do with you, man. I mean, right. you're unbelievably charismatic and interesting. You always have been, and that's why I think you get a lot of those reactions. You also have this art of making people answer things and put them on the spot mm -hmm. appropriately. Like, you do the top five wide receivers when people come on. Yeah. So we got Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase gave his right. top five. This is the answer he gave you, uh, Brandon Marshall. I think we have it not too long ago. Jamar Chase said, all right, what did you think of this list, Brandon? Yep. So Devontae Adams, I think he's good there. I think, um, you know, pretty much everyone in football would put Devontae Adams there. Keenan Allen, he took a shot there. Keenan Allen is super disrespected in the NFL. This is a guy that should easy, could easily be in the top five, but he's never in someone's top five, so I was impressed there. Stephon Diggs is my guy. Love Stephon Diggs. Cooper Cup, a lot of debate around Cooper Cup. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. tri what is it? Not the trifecta, the triple crown. Triple crown. The triple crown, but... A lot of guys say it's the system. A lot of guys say it's the quarterback. But when you do that, you know, it's hard not to be in the top five. And Justin Jefferson, oh, my goodness, he's that. He's that. Do you have a top five? Is it different? Oh, I mean, that's the thing. Put him on the spot. Ah, this is what put you him do. on the spot. Ah, come on, you know we're sensitive. Wait, wait, wait. Are, is your guard down? Here? Are you feeling vulnerable? Can you tell us? I need these guys on the show. I can't be Oh, my goodness. Because here's the, here's the thing. If I give my top five, right, like these guys, literally had Jalen Ramsey. We had uh, Asante Samuel Sr. Yeah. on our show. Yes. And he talked about the cornerback position. And, like, look, the benchmark for Hall of Fame is you got to turn the ball over. You got to have 30 something more, 30 or something more picks. And he was talking about Darrell Revis and Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey didn't like that. Jalen Ramsey was pissed off with me for about three months. With like, you, not with me. So, like, these guys get sensitive, especially receivers. So, I'm going to give it anyway because I don't care. Yeah! <laughs> so, number one, I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. He's right there. You got Devontae Adams, number one. Number two, I think it's a toss-up. I really like uh, Stephon Diggs. This is a guy you can throw in any situation. He's going to get open. He's going to go get the ball. He's a small dude, but he's super quick. He's explosive in small spaces. And um, he's also he – pl he plays big. He plays mm -hmm. big. So, you got uh, Diggs. Let me see who else I got here. You have uh, Tyreek Hill. Mm. Tyreek Hill is, is one of those question marks for me as well because you have Andy Reid. You also have, you know, Patrick Mahomes. It's easy to, to, to put up big numbers mm -hmm. there. So this is going to be a big year for yeah. him. Is he top five? He absolutely mm -hmm. is. Sure. But I want to see how great he really is this year. So you have him. And the two guy, you guys, Chase and Jefferson. Where do you go with Justin Jefferson? Jefferson. I'm going to go with Justin Jefferson. When I was uh, my first year in, my second year, when I broke out, you know, all the veterans made me wait another year. So I want to see it again. No disrespect to, to, to him. Phenomenal talent. He had a phenomenal year. So, I, I you know, I'm going to put Justin Jefferson in. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do what he did that those first two years, mm -hmm. right? So maybe uh, uh, Jamar can do that. And the last one, no one talks about him. This is a guy... This is eight years over a thousand years. You know how mm. hard that is? is That's greatness in Mike itself Evans. to go Mike eight Mike years. Evans. Mike Evans. There you go. There you Mike go. Evans. I'm standing up for the big receiver. Like, are, did we forget about the big receiver? Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Did we forget? Uh -huh. No. This is eight years in a row. That's greatness in itself. 
You know, this is a war of attrition in the NFL. You know this. No doubt about no it. Cup. No doubt. I'm not putting Cooper Cup in there. Like, not right now. Okay. Not right now. I mean, and I don't know if I if I would ever put him in the top five because the way I look at it is, and, and no disrespect to Cooper, I love it's Cooper. Fine, it's fine. Okay. Love Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're just not fine because you know they get sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> you got some numbers. You can say it though. Covering everybody. Yeah. Wait, put up some numbers. I want to ask you about the Super Bowl, but I have one quick question about wide receivers in general. You you mentioned the third year for Justin Jefferson, and how important that is. What about a guy like Julio Jones and having a moment that he possibly could with a Tom Brady? What do, yeah. what do you think that means to the position and for him? You know what? It's a big moment. I think that these are the situations that you dream of. When you think about Tom Brady, where he's at, you think about where Julio Jones is when in his career, all you need is give me everything you have mm-hmm. in the red zone. Give me everything you have on third down. Like those situational moments, because the game comes down to moments, and it's hard. You might have a super talented guy that may be faster, can jump higher in the prime in their career, but then they miss that cue. They miss that audible, right? So you have a guy like that, they're locked in, because that's what it's going to come down to. Mm-hmm. A lot of these games are determined by, what, 10 or fewer points, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So these games are going down to the wire. Mm-hmm. We're doing some story time with you, Brandon, and we're going to go back to 2009. You had 21 catches in one game. <laughs> 21 catches in a game. What do you remember about this? Absolutely nothing. And that was the <laughs> sweetest thing about it. No, I mean, it wasn't until uh, catch 18 where one of my teammates, Kenny McKinley, rest in peace, mm. walked up to me and said, do you know what you're doing? Actually, he didn't walk. He didn't say anything. He was just looking at me weird. We were losing a game, and I said some words that I can't say on national All television. Right. I'm like, why are you staring at me like this right now? And he said, bro, do you know you have 18 catches, and you're about to break the record? And I said, no, why didn't you already tell me that? Mm-hmm. Right? And then I went to Cal Orton. I went to Coach McDaniels, who's out there in Las Vegas with the Raiders, and I said, Make sure I get this ball. And he said, we know, Brandon, we know. <laughs> was, it, was it Adam Gase on your staff? Right he was the receiver's coach. He was coach. the receiver's coach at the yes, time. I just oh ran into coach at a high school that true? football game. Yeah. Oh, that's Man. great. There it is. I, I love that. I used to talk to McDaniels about you some uh, in our time in New there England. You go. But, man. Back in 2012, I got a chance to go against you in week nine. Wasn't a, a ton of fun. We talked about this in April the last time I saw you. But there were so many guys on that team. I mean, Brian Urlacher, uh, Peanut Tillman was right. out there. We had Matt Hasselbeck, old guys, legends. Chris Johnson wasn't out there? Chris Johnson. I mean, you got, Tillman had like three forced fumbles in the game. Right. Oh, but no. That's, oh, no. He, he, what do you remember about this game? I remember having I a legendary know. game. <laughs> <laughs> it was four touchdowns, I believe. I think I had four All of those catches were not touchdowns. on me. Yeah. Those weren't all on me. I don't know why they put that, but it wasn't all on me. <laughs> we partied. That was a great moment. But that, if I'm being honest, and here's the vulnerability, I can't help myself. Yeah. After the game, my mother checked into Betty Ford, mm. right? Wow. And so that was the whole thing. You know, we talked about this moment for years, and she called me the week before, and she's like, son, I'm ready to do it. Mm. And I said, okay, well, come to the game, and then after the game, we'll send you to Betty Ford. She went to Betty Ford in California. She's been sober for eight years. Congratulations. Wow. Congratulations. That must be such awesome. a prideful thing for you. That's, That's I, I amazing. I mean, she's a beautiful So you see that game, and you mother. must have a whole different perspective. Yeah, yeah like, because, like, you know, when, when, I, when I walked in and I saw that on y'all notes, I was peeking. Weekend, mm-hmm. um, I was like, oh, this is the most memorable moment mm-hmm. of that game. That's incredible. Oh, so Jason, when he introduced you, mentioned it, but you got a lot of stuff going on. Just tell us what else is going on in your life so we know where yeah. to get you because we can't get enough of you right now. Yeah, you know, focused on wellness and focused on media. So mm-hmm. House of Athletes training some of our top athletes in the NBA and the NFL and youth athletes. And, you know, so that's been cool scaling that business. 
And then also I Am Athlete, you know, um, the, the podcast that we talked about earlier. We're launching a five-day-a-week show. And wow, that's lot. incredible. Yeah. Do you feel busier now or when, you, or when you were a player you were busier? I mean, it's probably the same, but I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm working different muscles. Yeah. Right? Like now I'm like learning new skills and picking up new tools. Yep. You know, there's a different fatigue when it comes to mm. business. Absolutely. That's the man. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Name a cooler Hall of Famer. I, I can't do it. We have the Bills game tomorrow night against the Rams. We can't name a better guest to bring on right now. 16 season in the NFL, an absolute legend, and an old favorite of Good Morning Football. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Andre Reid. Get in here, Andre. Good morning. How you doing on the West Coast? Good morning, Andre Reid. What's going on, guys? What's up here out here on the hot West Coast? It's always good to be with you guys on Good Morning Football. Good to see everybody. And obviously, a big game tomorrow night. Start the season off with a bang. Huge game, Andre. And that's we're going to get right into it. SoFi Stadium, you're going to be there to watch the Buffalo yes. Bills take on the defense. Super Bowl champs as the Rams raise the banner. Far be it for me to ask you a question about confidence when you have your own Hall of Fame bust over your shoulder, but should the Rams be more <laughs> confident or the Bills? Let's talk about your Bills. How confident going into SoFi to win this thing, go 1-0 for the season, should they be? Yeah, very confident. I think they've done all they had to do this offseason and getting the, the players they need. Picking up Von Miller um, was a was a big deal for this team uh, with his experience and what he's done there. Uh, won a Super Bowl or two with the Broncos and won one with the Broncos, won one last year. Uh, it'll be a little different for him going back to L.A. And he could have probably went to any team, but I think he saw something really special what they were doing in Buffalo over the past five years. And he's been there a few times, so... Um, very confident, uh, very confident about this team going forward. Um, they picked up Kyir Elam there in the draft, uh, who's probably going to play a lot that uh, because uh, Tredavious White is not going to be in there the first couple weeks of the season. So um, coming out to shoot hot, man, it's going to be a uh, one of those games. I don't think it's going to be as high scoring as people think they are. Um, but um, you guys were talking earlier. How do you block Aaron Donald, the three-time defensive player of the year? It's a task for anybody. It's, it's a task for a train to block him. Um, but the Bills did a great job in the offseason in picking up Roger Saffold to uh, help out on that side of the line with, uh, with Deion Dawkins. So usually they double-team a guy like Aaron, but he still finds a way. Um, but as long as you can slow him down just a little bit, um, that'll give uh, uh, some chances for the guys behind him to make some plays. And Buffalo's number one in defense last year. For a reason, you know, giveaway, takeaway. They, they led the league in, in turnover ratio. Um, they got some great players back there that play play together really well. Uh, and um, it should be one of those games. It's going to be a good game to watch tomorrow night. Man, I love it. And you mentioned Aaron Donald. That's why I love being one of the smaller guys. I don't want to be in there to, in the trenches yeah. with, <laughs> with one of those guys. But we saw some of your highlights earlier, and you are an impeccable route runner, one of the greatest in NFL history. When you watch Stephon Diggs, do you see that level of route running? What do you see with your Hall of Fame trained eye? No doubt. No doubt there, man. He is a, a technician when it comes to route running. 
Um, the game's a lot different. You notice, Jason, the game is a lot different than it was when, when I played. Guys were, uh, defensive backs were in your face more. They didn't give you as much room. Uh, the hands, checking the hands was a little bit more handsy than they are now. But uh, you, you're going to see two of the best route runners in the game uh, tomorrow night and Cooper Cup on the one side and Stephon Diggs on the other side uh, of running routes. And um, they play well into the hands of what they're doing on offense. And, you know, can't, and again, sleep, you can't sleep on a guy like Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis is, is going to have a great year, too, because if they do double team, Stephon, like they do, they double team Cooper Cup. Somebody else has got to step up. And on their side, they, they got Allen Robinson uh, there from the Bears. So all these guys behind uh, the starters are going to be big factors in a game tomorrow night. They're going to be big, big factors in, in the whole season for them, for both teams. Dre, we're looking, we're looking at you. You got the Hall of Fame bus behind you, the Wheaties box. It's been years since the Bills were the team. I got to ask you, when we did our NFL Network preview last night, our six lead analysts on the game day morning show all picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Do you like this feeling? Or does this feeling kind of feel like it's doom and gloom, like we don't want all of this love and attention before the season? Well, you, you like it and you don't like it. You kind of want to be right in the middle on all this Uh you know, all these preseason publications and all the people saying, yes, the Bills are the favorite. They should go to the Super Bowl and win it. That's all hearsay. It's 18 weeks. It's, there's a lot of football that needs to be played. Um, injuries could happen. Things could go on where it can derail a lot of things. Um, this team just has to take care of business the way they have to and don't worry about what's going to happen down the road right now. They got to win the division. They got to do all the things they can to uh, put themselves in a position to get to the Super Bowl. Getting there is one thing. Winning it is another. Um, and it all starts tomorrow night with the Rams here at SoFi. So they uh, they win this game. They start off just the way they want to. Um, they got a tough schedule. You know, got Tennessee. They got the Packers. They got a lot of good teams. Uh, they're going to be coming in and they're going to be playing wherever they're playing at home or away. So this team has to be on point right away against the defending Super Bowl champs. And, uh, you know, they come away with this and have a nice little plane ride back home and, and get ready for the next one. That's just the next man up. That's what it is. Andre, uh, Ian Rappaport has been updating us all morning on the health and availability of a well-known NFL wide receiver who just so happens to be a free agent at the moment. And you ran into this person, <laughs> this unnamed <laughs> wide receiver recently. We already know he looks good in blue and red and likes to play for a team that's uh, affiliated with New York. What do you think about Odell Beckham Jr. and his potential this season, the, his availability? Yeah, I, I had a chance to talk to Odell a couple weeks about about a month and a half ago out there in Jersey and talked to him about coming to the Bills. He actually said something to me about it. And um, we're going to get on the horn of Vaughn because Vaughn is a good pusher to get guys to come and follow him. I don't think it's dead yet. You know, you know, Odell's been working hard just to get back on the field. Uh, it's unfortunate he had another, you know, knee injury there in the Super Bowl. But, you know, he is a talent uh, amongst not too many like him. And I think if he does the right things to get back on the field, uh, whether it's going to be in Buffalo or any other team he goes to, uh, he brings a lot of a lot of uh, credibility and a lot of star power to a team. So but we still want Odell in Buffalo. Yeah. There you go. Can you imagine if Odell goes to the Bills, the hype yeah. then? It's incredible. Andre, one of the best to ever do it, an old friend of the show. Enjoy SoFi Stadium tomorrow night, man. You're the best. Andre, awesome. you, yeah. you got good. it. Thanks. That's Thanks, guys, for having me. Enjoy. We picked him. Now we have to live with it. These are our MVP selections for the 2022 season. Three quarterbacks and a running back. How does it make us feel? I feel good. I feel great. Yeah, I, feel really I, feel really I guess some people are triggered. You won't imagine By that. By your yeah. tucked in jersey yeah. because uh, they're wondering, you. did you really tuck it into the pants? You have officially earned your middle-aged middle dad card. 
Congratulations. That's Dork. a ton of laughing yeah. emojis. Can't make this any clearer, guys. I was well, being Kirk Cousins. Yeah, the tucked in jersey for Kirk is the most Kirk thing yeah. ever. There you go. Somebody got it. Somebody got it. Got it. They, they get you. One more. Um, I don't see yeah. a number 17. Hashtag Bills Mafia. You said you don't. You don't want that. You don't want that for the regular I've been season. saying this for two years. The, the MVP Bills fans, doesn't win it. Who cares about the MVP? You want the Super Bowl. The MVP mm -hmm. usually doesn't, doesn't win, win the Super Bowl. Yes. Statistical regular season award. Never mind that. Get the Super Bowl. MVP is small potatoes for Josh mm -hmm. Allen. My take. Peter, you went with uh, uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, your thoughts? Never has gotten an MVP vote, which we have yeah. talked about many a times in this thing. I looked at the history of, of Brady go, taking a team from Tampa and taking him there, Stafford. Mm. I said, Russell Wilson, I think Russell's really cool. I think mm. he's the guy. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Mm -hmm. Guys, um, there is a football game being played tomorrow night. Yes. We have guests. We tomorrow. have a lot of guests on yes. the show tomorrow. They're yes. incredible. What do we just hear? Your guy from New yeah, England, Nick down in Houston. Mark Mar Marcus Mariota, yep. two friends of mine. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, Packers safety, Adrian Amos. Smash Amos. Great. It's Smash great. We're barely going to have any time to preview the game, football. but don't you worry. Yes. We will. Yes. I, I don't know. What, what, are, what, are, what, are, what are they doing? <laughs> You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.